0: do
1: Scream if you want to go faster
0: Sangria Familia
1: What? Mount Tibby Darby oh, Luxury for being eaten by mosquitoes
2: My first wild poo I ever did
1: Jesus Christ
2: Well I can't handle my sangria barn Can't put it in a gazebo And now we're weird on each other Kids are crying parents are crying.
1: Yeah, cock and balls, gone, I don't care.
2: I would sell my brother just to do that again. time I felt more like a Um, I'd left my dignity somewhere in Barcelona. Hello, and welcome to What's in Matt's Head, with me, Matt Head. This is a podcast all about travelling. More specifically, it's all about an eventful road trip that wound around Europe a few years back, journeying along the Mediterranean coast. Across the Alps and up the Danube. It will be full of funny stories, interesting tours, and the occasional fact. Hopefully. There will be tales of bad breakdowns, navigational nightmares, and preposterous partying. It is the audible diary of a few friends looking back at a wild summer in which school was finally out and the chance to see the world was in. In this episode, we will continue the voyage leaving the wild festival of Pamplona for the brilliant Barcelona, via the arid plains around Zaragoza. Joining me once more was the wonderful Charlie Newhall, who joined the trip in Budapest, who I wish was there from the start, and once again my partner in crime, Will Bannister, who dutifully sat in the passenger seat of my old VW camper, in charge of music, snacks and navigation, and who within ten minutes of leaving Pamplona had already got us lost. So why Will? Did we end up so wonderfully lost in the mountains of northern Spain?
0: So, we were really looking for like any destinations on that route that we could stop off at to um, try and relax and try to really sleep the rest of the hangover off. There is a couple of places that we did find to stop within this. And uh, the first was this absolutely beautiful uh, lay by right by uh, the country road. It had, it had this nice little hill bit. I had a had a bit of a few trees which Matt could get his hammock attached to, and then you mm. crossed over. Oh yeah, you yeah, crossed over the rows and he walk through these amazingly symmetrically growing trees.
2: It was like a grid, like a, a grid like forest. It was really satisfying and a great place for my first wild poo I ever did because obviously we didn't have a toilet I mean I hadn't thought about this by this point. But that was a a good first place to do it like a bear. Yeah, it was. And a really good place to wash like a bear, because at the other side of the forest was a a very, very cold river, which definitely helped with a hangover, but also helped clean us up. But it was for a reason. Any salmon? No,
0: mate. I I didn't personally, I didn't Um, spot any salmon.
1: You weren't able to at all? weren't able to pour one out of the water or anything like that? Just swipe at it? it, I wasn't really
0: feeling at my athletic prowess to be able to pick a salmon at that point in time. I felt more like a salmon. And I'd just flop into <laughs> water, <laughs> and if there was a day around, I happily, I happily would have been the prey at that point in time. I had nothing, I had nothing left in me uh, to to get away from anything oh. or to take any food.
1: You're such a boy, man. You're such a boy.
2: It's kind of what I dreamed of when I've been thinking about doing a road trip. Obviously, sleeping next to a cemetery wasn't the best start, but the next day was kind of what what the dreams were made of. It was just beautiful, like in the middle of this forest nice river next to us really quiet hammock up playing a few games of cards yeah it was really nice it was just what i wanted really
1: that's the dream i mean it, it sounds even more insane having been in a pandemic for the last nine months just thinking about sitting in a hammock in the spanish sun sipping a beer playing some cards
0: wow that's exactly it i wonder yeah. how much in my bank account and overdraft i'd pay to have that experience now but um yeah i would, I would give sell my brother
2: it. just to do that again I would it was it incredible
0: right i would literally be a boy for my whole life if i was able to have that opportunity for a few days
1: yeah cock and ball's gone
0: i don't care <laughs> exactly so so to go back and answer your original question which was meant to be having to go at my lack of navigational ability uh why we ended up in the dead end on a small farm in some spanish countryside was for the flexibility that the van offers and because actually you're able to see so much more than uh, than what you would do if you had no navigational errors and you just stuck to the roads so i find it a much more interesting and varied life
2: you say that but it's it's not the most convincing argument but i don't know how you're going to justify some of your navigation in Zaragoza because that was awful obviously it was my first time driving around a proper city it's the f- fifth biggest city in Spain, I think. So it's no trifle, just like little Pamplona. And I needed some clear instructions. And I was getting sent into underground car parks, we didn't fit, like reversing, doing three point turns in the middle of towns, and squares, going the wrong way down a one way system, having a lorry drive at me. Some of that was pretty shoddy.
0: I, w- I would like to say, though, that I don't know who within city planning—and it seems to be in every single town and city across the at least Europe—seems to put a two-meter barrier on underground car parking spaces. I don't see any reason for it. They're being—they're marginalising at least half of the car market by putting a two-meter limit in. Do you think that's got anything to do with the ceilings? Just build bigger ceilings, though. <laughs> <laughs> You know why stop at two meters? What, if if we're going to build small ceilings, build it at one point eight meters, one point five meters. Why do they make it? Then, you know, what, Matt, what is for camper van two meters ten? Two fifty. I was a bit off.
2: I mean, it's not it's not a thing designed for the modern city life. It's forty years old. It shouldn't be sat in traffic. And the only reason we went to Zaragoza in the first place, I didn't even know anything about it. I just saw it was halfway between Pamplona and Barcelona and obviously in an old van like mine you've got to give it a rest every few hours and you've got to make sure you're not overdoing it or overheating especially in somewhere as warm as Spain and then the the first big road we got to we ended up going up this hill on the motorway and we didn't have enough power and we ended up doing 30 miles an hour on the motorway getting blared out by lorries overtaking us and stuff and it was a bit traumatic to start the experience it wasn't the best confidence builder and then that wasn't helped by will sending me down the wrong the way of a one-way street into a lorry again so that was luckily the fastest i've ever managed to find reverse in that old van and back myself up around the corner and run away but if it wasn't for my skill we could have been croppers again it's definitely more built for the the mountains and camping rather than stopping at Zaragoza for whatever reason we did stop there but it was a nice old place I'm glad we did stop there
0: no absolutely absolutely it's
2: Good a place as I any. would
0: say if anyone's getting on that road from Pamplona to Barcelona take a stop at Zaragoza it's got a beautiful green river which goes through the middle of it it's got a nice looking cathedral actually which does have a nice roof on it and just make sure your vehicle's below two meters so you can actually park in the underground car parks it is somewhere I didn't really know much about, kind of like
2: most of the places we visited. At the time I was clueless, but I was like, it's on the map, so let's go there. Like most of Spain, it has a pretty hectic history. Growing as a Roman city, then being taken over by the Visigoths, and then being conquered again by the Moors in, I think it was 714 CE, after the Ormeid conquest. Then after 400 years under Muslim rule, a bloke named Alfonso, who was king of Aragon like the Lord of the Rings bloke, took it over in the Reconquista. And then it was Ferdinand of Aragon who married Isabea of Castilla and went on to unify Spain and sent Colombo to America and did some Spanish Inquisition stuff. So yeah, it has seen a lot of things and played a big role in Spanish history and still has a crazy blend of leftovers. It's still got Roman remains and there's obviously its massive cathedral, but also a huge, solid, impressive palace built by the Moors called the Aueferia or something like that which is then used as a royal palace by the Aragon rulers and even used as a court for the Spanish Inquisition. Even in modern history it has significance as that green river that Barn mentioned was the Ebro and the Battle of Ebro was the biggest and bloodiest of the brutal civil war which Franco won in 1939 so there is a lot going for it and we probably should have spent a bit more time there. There's plenty to see and it's it's seen a lot of things. It's a cool place but we just got a couple of ice creams and saw the car parks and that was us done really
1: do you think if you went back if you went back now do you think you'd have a bit more appreciation for the uh the history and the significance of the city
2: yeah because we didn't even go and see this massive palace that's meant to be really impressive we didn't bother going and see it we just went into we went into the cathedral we got told off for wearing hats and having a camera we're not regular visitors to you know cathedrals it's not really what we do never mind when we were 18 and looking forward to having a few beers so that was a weird experience but even then I think if you're in a cathedral you can kind of appreciate it is a obviously such a spiritual place and it's a very religious place as well not obviously the cathedral is but the whole of Spain is so yeah you do kind of get a bit of the sense for it but I wasn't I wasn't about to start praying or anything I was more focused on getting some food in my belly and
0: getting some miles under the clock. Places like Saragossa kind of aren't really on your radar at all, but when you go there, you do actually see such amazing architecture and it's obviously got such a rich history. Um, so I think it is interesting. It is definitely another bonus of being on a road trip is being able to explore different towns and cities that you wouldn't necessarily think of um, and, and get more of like a Spanish culture, more of the culture of the uh, country that you're actually in after Zaragoza we then kind of moved on to Barcelona we were very interested in getting to Barcelona I think a pair of us were kind of quite done with uh, the mid-section of travel and we obviously had the such high off Pamplona that we were wanting to get back to that high again and wanting to get exploring another place again and be able to be settled a bit more so yeah when, when we got to Barcelona, we actually found what I still think to this day is a very good campsite. Oh, I think
2: that's debatable. I oh, so? Like we didn't stay in many campsites. I don't have much to compare it to. But I guess it ticked all the boxes. It did have, you know, showers and somewhere to
0: sleep. What more could you want? Charles, I'll give you I'll give you the lowdown of the campsite and do you just close your eyes and just think if it's gonna be a good campsite or not, okay? Okay, okay. So it's a campsite.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I've, 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 I've sold it to you straight away. But no, it's a campsite. Yeah. It's got showers. It's wow. got toilets. Mm-hmm. It's got a beach right next to it.
1: I'm there. I can, I, hear, I can hear the waves crashing onto the shore. You've described it so perfectly.
0: I'm glad I have, because honestly, I had no other points to bring up then. But basically, it was a campsite with a beach right next to it and a bus straight into Barcelona. So... All right, Chaz, keep keep your eyes closed, keep
2: imagine it. You're on the beach, okay. you're having a nice time. Imagine this campsite is next to Barcelona Airport, so every 10, 15 minutes, a jumbo jet flies over your head. It's next to the water, so you're being eaten alive by mosquitoes.
1: Yeah, less tranquil.
2: And the only way to get to Barcelona is either drive and try and park there, which, good luck to you, or is to get the bus, which was all right, to be fair, but it doesn't run late at night, which we'll come to later. Ah, but I mean, I guess after our night in the wilderness, we probably could have done with a shower. Maybe the river wasn't that clean. So we did we did enjoy those those luxuries, which was nice.
1: Yeah, luxury of being eaten by mosquitoes under the, yeah. the soft, soothing sounds of the Barcelona plain. airport.
2: So luckily, Chaz, the campsite did have a bus stop at the door to take us into the city, which we jumped on and we headed in without too much of a plan. We just kind of walked around looking at big buildings and following our noses, which is very easy to do in Barcelona. It's a very aesthetically pleasing, eye-catching place, so it was cool just to walk about without a name, really. But eventually, we stumbled upon the Gothic Quarter, which dates back to Roman times and still has some Roman walls. This is where a lot of the main attractions are. Lots of old buildings and monuments, and there were some dancers doing the sardana, which is the National Dance of Catalunya which has a strong independence movement in Barcelona. So it was very busy with a lot going on and it was cool. First proper big city experience. What did you think, Barn?
0: Yeah, I I thought I thought it was stunning there. What's the guy's name beginning with G? Antoni Gaudi. Gaudi, that's it. Gaudi, who designed a lot of the city. I, I think it still shows today in so many of the buildings and just the whole architecture and everything around Barcelona is just stunning. And then you um, you go through through the Gothic quarter, you go through all the central part and it's it's absolutely beautiful. And when you come to the Sangria Familia, is it? It's, oh, it's not Sangria.
2: It's not Sangria, mate. It's the Basilica de Sagrada Familia, which is the Basilica of the Holy Family that's it and i can't believe they've been building it yeah. built, built, built for so many hundreds of years so this jazz you've probably seen the photos of it it's the massive basilica yeah. in barcelona it's kind of the main the main attraction really and it started being built in 1882 i think it was or 83 and antoni gaudi who's the architect behind a lot of barcelona's main features like the park well and the mia all these funky like Really weird looking buildings, but really cool. I think he designed, out of Barcelona's nine World Heritage buildings, he designed seven of them. So he's pretty famous for what he did, but they're all kind of nuts. But yeah, he took over the building Yes, back at the end of the 19th century, but it's still being built now. And I don't think it's going to be due done for, I think, till 2026, they said. I can't remember. But yeah, that'll be 100 years after he died because he got hit by a by a tram. So he, he never got to see it, probably never, not even close to being done, but it is one one hell of a building. When me and Banny went to see it, all we could see was like the tops are meant to be these amazing like pinnacles and spires, but we just saw scaffolding and it was all covered, which was a bit disappointing. And by the time we'd finally walk around there, it was closed, so we couldn't even go inside. But it was still nice to look at, I guess. But they should have had the Eiffel Tower, so they could have just had that and not bothered with this big thing. But they said no, and then Paris. Is that true? They said, it. yeah, they didn't want it to be an eyesore. It wouldn't have fit in, apparently, Barcelona said. So they rejected it.
1: And Now look at it. I agree. No, I agree. Well done, Barcelona.
0: The city of Mr. Mayor of Barcelona from whenever it was. I think that's a great shout. I, I love the fact that we've talked. I love the fact that we've talked so much about how beautiful the architecture and how, how amazing Barcelona is and all this and that. Whilst we were there, we went to the aquarium in Barcelona. <laughs> oh, my God. And it was the world's
2: worst aquarium. It sucked.
0: An aquarium, an aquarium has a couple of things, you know, which they just have to get right to be a, an aquarium, really. The first is to have living fish. And the second is to have water that you can see the fish through. Barcelona managed to fail on both accounts throughout several different parts of the aquarium. And uh, yeah, I don't know what I was really expecting from an aquarium being in Barcelona, but it, def- it definitely didn't even live up to the smallest amount of expectation I did have for it. You know, you can swim with manta rays yeah. at the aquarium in Barcelona.
2: I think it's just like a rake in a bin bag and they just wiggle it around the water. And because it's so murky, you can't see.
0: There is From our experience, scam. from our dreadful, horrific experience, there is nothing fun to do at that aquarium.
1: Bear in mind there's a pandemic on. If right now you could go to Barcelona in an aquarium, would you or would you not do it? How bad was it?
0: Mate, I, I honestly would not go, really. It, it was, it's, <laughs> it's, it's that bad. It's, it's, honestly, yeah. you walk into it and it's, it's almost like a funeral atmosphere. Just everyone walks in, everyone's so happy at the start. I and mean, then you get to about halfway and everyone's just looking for the quickest way out of there and everyone's just so <laughs> disappointed, so depressed in the quality of fish and the like, even just the aliveness of the fish that they just want to get it over and done with. It's like an ordeal to people. They come out, kids are crying, parents are crying, everyone's asking for their money back, and it's just a hideous, hideous experience.
1: <laughs> such, such unexpected animosity towards this aquarium. I can't believe how much passion you've got there, Will.
0: Well, I've, I've, I've yeah, got a full image. Will, you've really, you've
2: really harboured... But- You've really harboured that grudge, considering it was in the harbour. It's a good pun, but yeah, you've not got over how bad an experience that was.
0: I'm going to look it up, and I, I bet you will be in the top ten for TripAdvisor. And it's just wrong. It's wrong for something like that. Is there? It's just it doesn't deserve to be there. The worst part about no, it, it was... I'll tell you. The worst part about it is that aquarium is no more than fifty meters away from the harbour. The fish are so close to being back in their natural habitat, and yet so far. Is, that is, is actually, that's a good point, you know,
1: having an aquarium next to the ocean is just
0: cruel, really, isn't
1: it? Just tantalising for, yeah, for those fish. You I know? mean, I don't know how many yeah. of those fish
0: in particular can actually see out of their tank, because it's not clean at all. But the ones <laughs> that could, and the ones that were alive, I, th- I think they would have really, like, almost have done, like, a Finding Nemo type, uh, try and get out.
1: In the old plastic bags plastic bags
0: (laughs) yeah that
2: was very disappointing that was a massive waste of money we could have spent that on something much more worthwhile I think it was like 15 euros and you just got to look at water but
0: you are joking but it
2: did lead us out it's right at like the end of the pier in the harbour so it did get us to the nice beaches and stuff which were cool do you remember the cable car journey we took so you go up from the aquarium and you can cable car across the harbour which is in theory really nice and it puts you up to a castle and a fort but in reality, that was also... It wasn't a waste of time. So it was an effective mode of transport. But for the views and stuff, you, you're expecting to be able to see Barcelona. And I don't know if you've seen like aerial photos of it, but it's all really nicely laid out in these squares. You know, it looks so really satisfying. Cool in but instead, I just got to look at the back of someone's head because we we're all squashed in there. And that's <laughs> like another disappointing thing. Barcelona. It didn't get off to a great start, Barcelona. What with its scaffolded basilicas and its terrible aquariums and its overcrowded cable cars. Can't say I was that fun to begin with.
0: No, it wasn't. Bar the fact that when you do get to Barcelona, uh, their Olympic Stadium, you are able to put your foot next to Seb Coe's foot, which is in the floor. So in a way, it's a massive highlight from the Barcelona trips.
1: Do you have big feet?
0: No, mate. Honestly, honestly, he's got absolutely average size feet. There's nothing special about it.
1: Jesus Christ.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the yeah. cable car... I'm sure if you actually got on early enough or late enough, you'll be able to get a cable car where you will be able to be nearly by yourself and have a great time and be able to see sights. Is it a bit like the London Eye? Yeah. Yeah, if you go during the normal day hours, then they do just ram you on and they pack you on as, as, as much as possible. It
2: does get you to another cool place, which is Medjuic Castle. And then that is where the Olympic stadium and all these feet were it wasn't just seb co's foot. there were a lot of famous feet up there Oh, really obviously when i say feet i don't mean their actual physical feet they didn't just cut them off it's just footprints of famous people so it was more than that and then you can pay to go in the olympic stadium and like use a running track and play football in the middle so they're still running it as a pretty handy thing but it was cool to see it because they were lucky to have it because it was meant to have it in 1938 but then Then Hitler stole it because he was a bit of a dick. What a knob! But they also, for the Olympics, built the beaches, which are really nice. So they did pretty well from it in the end.
1: Yeah, very well. Not too bad. That's actually one of two Olympic stadiums we ended up going. Well, you ended up going to see on
2: the on the tour. Yeah, and the other one we saw was the the other 1938 Olympic one because that is the one they got got stolen. What goes around comes around. They took it right from Barcelona. I don't know how you move a stadium across Europe,
0: but they did it. Cheeky bastards. Phenomenal.
1: How much history you experienced without even realising it.
0: Yes, but talking about horrendous outcomes, we uh, carried on to have a night out after
2: that. Yeah, so we finished from the Olympics and got the bus back to the campsite. And we were loving life by then. We'd had a good day out on the city and we picked up some some sangria on the way home to have with dinner and then you know we sat on the beach and played some cards and had a drink and then we had some dinner and we had some more drink and then we sat in the campsite and had had a few drinks and then we sat outside the van and had a few more drinks and then we drank on the bus and yeah it was an interesting night that
1: and how did you get back to the campsite you said there was no late night buses
0: yeah so this is this is oh, a this gosh. is an interesting story charlie oh. this is an interesting story no buses means
2: only one thing too cheap for a taxi we spent all our money on terrible aquariums so we had to commit and we had to we had to go big and go for the all-nighter and i can't say it went well the unfortunate
0: thing is is with an all-nighter there are certain people that can do an all-nighter and then there's certain people like matt head who need a few hours sleep every night
1: he does
2: yeah, I'd rather go hard from 10 and be in bed by 12. I love my sleep,
0: which we didn't we didn't account for. We thought youth would see us through. Yeah, but unfortunately it didn't. But anyhow, we, we managed to end up in, you know, one of those types of clubs where you get given the like business card when you're on a night out. And they say, I'll oh, come to this place, you'll get a free drink. Yeah. We went to that exact type of place and we, we had that exact type of experience like the in-between us when they go into the uh, into the strip and go into that club. Just walking in and being like, What is this? What is going on?
1: Did they mug you off for a load of cash?
0: Mate, absolutely. Two English teenagers, they they had their eyes glistening with hope. They must
1: have had a field day.
0: Absolute field day. And so they didn't we eat. We we still had a good time in that bar. And then it was after that bar that Matt then decides, you know, he's getting a bit sleepy. He's feeling as though he's going to want to have a little bit of a rest. And I was like, OK, that's fine. You know, like we can pick a park bench. We can pick a quiet area. We can go, go somewhere nice, whatever, you know, have a bit of a lie down. But no, so Matt then decides that he wants to walk closer to the harbour. Uh, and there's a massive roundabout if you look at pictures of barcelona there is a huge roundabout right by the harbour um and and yeah so matt lies down on the grass right next to a roundabout um right in front of a busy junction just as everyone else is cracking on with their late late night entertainment and things and uh, part of those things enjoying their late night entertainment were rats as well so i was stood Watching Matt sleep, I was kind of like a scarecrow in the middle of the fields, just just watching after my crop whilst it rested and had a lovely time. Gross. Oh, you make it sound pretty
2: bad, to be fair. But in my defence, I don't really have one. It was a weak start. It was a very weak start, and it it continued for the next two months. Um, <laughs> yeah, it wasn't. I didn't really learn much. So yeah, I was just dying for the bus at six o'clock or whenever it was literally dying for it but yeah it was nice to see the nightlife of barcelona might have to
0: try again
1: one time i guess
0: yeah it was nice to get mugged off as well but
1: <laughs> do you get a chance to stroll down uh is it la rambla
2: las ramblas.
1: las ramblas
2: no i don't think we did we didn't even go to the big food hall we missed out on that so it was a lot to try again more yeah. successfully with you know bit older bit wiser try again yeah we didn't make it there
1: yeah as you say a bit wiser you're less likely to be conned by aquariums and
2: yeah i think give it another hundred years the basilica will be done i might be able to handle my drink and we can try the the ramblas and go to the beaches they might have another olympics you never know there's always you almost
1: certainly won't make it through the entire night though more
2: some things will never change Never. No, I like to sleep. I'm not I'm not ashamed to say it. Anyway, the next day was a bit of a write-off, especially for me. I had a lot of sleep to catch up on. So I I think I managed to sleep through all the planes and all the mosquito bites. And we spent most of the day on the beach chilling out. So that day was a bit of a write-off. I do remember having a dip in the sea. And obviously the aquarium hadn't got everything because I was swimming. And then I, I looked around me and realised there were jellyfish everywhere. And... That was not ideal in my state. I didn't like that at all. So I had to try and creep out the middle of the swarm, terrified that Will was going to have to piss me at <laughs> the beach. So I had to take extra care because he wasn't too hydrated by then. So I'm not sure if that would make the cure worse or better. That like, treacle. It's not what you want. When ev- everyone already knows you are the guys that, well, I can't handle my sangria, Barton can't up a gazebo and now we're wearing on each other. It would have. We probably would have to cut our trip short to Barcelona. Lots of negativity at the moment. You can see why Barcelona is only a light blue on the mon- World Monopoly board. It's not doing, not doing enough to get to the fancy end.
1: What yeah. is fancy end of the Monopoly board? New York? I think it's like... I think Riga. Where? R- what? Riga. In, um, isn't Riga in, like, Lithuania or somewhere?
2: That's Latvia. Yeah. I think really? it's Latvia. I think that's, that's a dark You're blue. You're
1: joking. I think so. Uh, I, I'm going to have to fact check this. we we'll get chance to do the Google.
2: Yeah, I'm stat. I'm stato. I know it's something bizarre. I think. I think it's Montreal and Riga as the dark blues. That is so rude. statman. What is? What is
1: it
0: coming out with?
1: Statman coming in hot, boys. Right? Montreal and Riga, as the blues. You are joking. You are joking. Is there any anything that you're surprised at
2: other than them that are ahead of Barcelona? If you look round the board, because Barcelona's a pretty you know famous city. Obviously, we've talked about Gaudi and the Basilica and. The really nice layout and the terrible aquarium and the Olympics. You'd think there's a lot going for it. Barcelona's been massively...
0: temperature, right on the med.
1: It's been massively dragged down by the aquarium, by the look of things, because it's only
0: a light blue. Chaz, honestly, I I, I cannot put into words enough how bad that aquarium is.
2: I think that does justice in itself of how bad it is, because most of the rest of the city, even the football team, are all very famous things. So, obviously, that is a testament to how shocking it is.
0: It's funny you should mention the football team as well, though, because we did go to the new Camp whilst we were in Barcelona. We tried our best. We tried our best. And um, we did have a walk around it. And, you know, in my personal experience, getting a walk around somewhere is, is good enough. And in the new Camp situation, I kind of felt as though we'd done it, really. Like, I don't think I'd go back to the new Camp unless it's to go watch a game or something.
2: Oh, I'd love to watch a game. Be so good. We didn't go inside, even to look inside. I think it would have been worth it. Rather than the aquarium, to do the football tour would have been immense. I think it's the biggest stadium in Europe. It's a hundred thousand people. And it's just massive. Just the scale of it would have been good to watch. But yeah, even walking around it was pretty cool. But yeah, that's how we. That's how we started our last day. Actually, we went to the new camp. We drove into the city, which is one of the worst in the world for for traffic. There's a an accident every 19 seconds, according to a quick Google search. So that wasn't ideal to drive through. But we made it. I think Bunny had stepped up his navigation that day. We we cruised over to the new camp. And then we went up to the amazing Mount Tibidabo. Amazingly named. Amazing views. And up there, that is one of my favourite memories of Barcelona. That place was cool. Really cool. The view from there was lovely. Another good church because there's a church everywhere in Spain. But yeah, that was, that was a good one.
0: Yeah, I'd say that was... That was probably one of my highlights from Barcelona. I think I think so far, everything that we've said, everyone would wonder what our highlights so far Barcelona were. Um, but Mount de Vibardo definitely definitely uh, was, was incredible. And the, the view of Barcelona as well, with its whole grid system uh, and the way that all the roads are laid out and the way that the houses are and everything, it does look beautiful from up at the top there. And it's, it's an amazing view. They had a little theme park out the front of it and uh wow, that was class generally generally such such an amazing oh, the experience. Is no way. yeah you're out on this little yeah, fairground. you're doing these that. little rides and stuff and your view is of the whole of barcelona the beach the sea everything and you're on like what you expect at your local race course or something it's, <laughs> it's amazing Dance
1: is fair. on the on the on the so scream if you want to go faster
0: exactly exactly there's yeah. a couple screws loose. Yeah, that yeah, bit cool. so. Yeah, it's brilliant. That sounds wicked. I mean, that,
1: that sounds like a highlight for me. If I was to go there, I'd want to go to that hit that mountainside fairground next to the
0: church. If it's not in the top 10 on TripAdvisor... Yeah, you're I'd, joking. i doubt it. If the
2: aquarium's above that, um, I don't know what I'll
0: do. I'll be complaining to him. Hey, honestly, all if right. you tell me about, think... about aquariums in that top 10, I'd, I'd be slightly annoyed.
2: From the amazing, amazing attractions of the park, we headed down on the tram and into town. We went straight past the Park Guell, Gaudi's park, so I didn't know it existed. Um, we had another look at his big basilica, which still wasn't done. Really, and then then we just kind of wandered around town for the for the rest of the day. Our last day in Spain, we checked out of our campsite. We'd left our gazebo. Um, I'd left my dignity somewhere in Barcelona, and we just just enjoyed walking around. It was a lovely summer's day. And then we went back to Mount Tibidabu, one last look at the city, and then then we set off over the Pyrenees and into France. To sum up, Van, after all that, considering the atrocity of the aquarium, the amount of rats, but also the incredible architecture and the possibility of good food, although we didn't experience it, what do you think about overall? What's your little time for your section, I would say?
0: I I think it is time for my section, so thank you for that little interlude into it. But uh, we'll, we'll go there again.
2: We'll, we'll... Go there again. Da, da da dum dum
1: dum.
0: Will Will go there again? Yes, I would go there again. I have I have been back to Barcelona since and if I'm honest, there is so much more to offer to Barcelona from what we first experienced on that road trip. Most importantly, don't go to the aquarium, though. But aside from that, Barcelona has so much culture, so many different food places, so many different drink places um it's it really is amazing and las ramblas is incredible the food market that's just off that as well has so much fresh produce in it you can just walk about it go go into it go pick any food that you want up from it and it really is amazing and um i'll never i, I won't actually forget the time we spent at the top of mount Bardu. Uh, i think it's absolutely stunning part of Barcelona. you can remember the name though couldn't you i'm, I'm never going to get out right in a million years so i'm just going to keep going mount t <laughs> and uh yeah it's stud- it's stunning up there and you can see the whole of barcelona and so yeah for me i would say it's a definite yes and uh, it's a place i would definitely definitely go back to again
2: charlie have you been or have we inspired
1: you to go i've never been to barcelona it's one that it's been an almost several times when you're looking at trips to go away with uh, with the missus but um never actually been but i would always love to go It looks amazing. I've heard lots of good stuff about it. And I feel like you guys didn't even scratch the surface of Barcelona. So it could be a place to go. Could be on the post-COVID list.
2: Yeah. Yeah, we definitely didn't scratch the surface. There's a lot more that I didn't even know existed, but such massive things. A lot of Gaudi stuff. Definitely not the aquarium. I want to see a football game there. If they have another Olympics, it'll be cool to go. There's a lot more to say. I want to, you know, not stay in a campsite. and I want to have somewhere I can go back to at about 11pm when I get tired. It'd be so nice. I want to eat the proper food and go to last Ramblas. So that would be cool. Where you have been, Charlie, is Gloucestershire.
1: You're so right. I have been to Gloucestershire. And welcome to this week's episode of Home and Away with me, Charlie. This week, we're in Barcelona, but I'm going to bring you all the way back to Gloucestershire and our very own Vegas where you will find not only one of the most incredible Gothic pieces of architecture at this side of the M40, you'll find a finished piece of Gothic architecture. Yes, that's right. No scaffolding to be seen around Gloucester Cathedral. The hallowed halls of Hogwarts walk the halls where Harry himself strolled up and down. A beautiful building full of history, and it's finished. Look no further than Gloucester.
2: Amazing. I don't know why I bothered driving to Europe when I live three miles away from such a fine cathedral. It's stunning. I could have saved myself so much time and money.
1: I'm gonna run out of places in Gloucestershire soon. I might have to expand sorry, mate. you're gonna have to, go to, Gloucestershire to Gloucestershire or somewhere. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but yeah, Gloucester Cathedral, you can't beat it, but for Barcelona, maybe in six years' time when the Basilica's done, it it might just beat it then. It looks like it's gonna be pretty impressive. Hopefully we'll find out soon enough. But personally, I'd love to go back. I wouldn't go back in a van or to a campsite. I think that gave us a very different, most likely suboptimal experience. But it will be cool to go back now with a tad more maturity and a, a better appreciation of the effects of Sangria. I do want to see the Gaudi stuff we missed and maybe try the beach. And I definitely want to see a game at the Nau Camp. Mount Tibidabu is pretty cool too. A Nice place to leave from. Um, we drove out at Sunset through the Pyrenees which was epic and a nice mental picture to end the pod on I think so thank you for listening to us ramble about our trip to Barcelona with our disregard for gothic architecture my disrespect for Sangria and Will's disdain for Spanish road systems join us next time to follow the trip along the coastline of southern France where we encountered more driving dramas popped into some of France's most iconic cities and struggled to find a nice beach this has been what's in Matt's head I've been Matt Head goodbye
0: you know, what, I, I will add something actually. I will add something because I know that last episode I said not to tune into this episode, and if I'm honest, I'm going to not say the same for the next episode. I think you should tune into next episode. We do actually see a oil tanker or something like it on fire. I'm actually going to stick with my recommendation
1: and say don't bother tuning in until Budapest because it's just not going to have any substance.
0: Peace and love. Peace and love, and it's goodbye from Will. And it's goodbye from Chaz. We Will we'll go there again. And Gaudi Gowdy. So disappointed in the quality of fish. I was kind of like a Scarecrow. That man coming in hot. This, this might be a sensible time to turn around and start running. <laughs> Big fat Kobe cow.
2: To be honest, I don't want to get distracted. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this podcast. You can download all the shows we've done so far from Spotify, Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts. Please get in touch with us on Twitter using the What's in Matt's Head hashtag. If you could leave us a review wherever you've listened to this, that would be great. And if you could share it with your mates, that would be even better. Don't forget to subscribe so that you get all the latest episodes straight to your device. We'll be back next week, but for now, goodbye.